Hello. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm well. Nice to meet you. I'm Ellen. <laughs> Hello. Good. Uh, nice to have you here, Amita. And uh, I'll introduce you. Ellen was. We have the sort of the, the ten person jury that judge the the twenty films. One of them being yours. Ellen is one of those. I am indeed. I was indeed. Yeah. So. <laughs> My lips are sealed. I can reveal nothing. No, we, yeah. we obviously can't talk about that. <laughs> Our fight club, uh, but... <laughs> I think my dad's writing in the wake of finding out he wasn't my biological father, artistic stuff that was coming out of him, I think that was one of the major impetuses for wanting to make the film. Time has come. Catherine Bigelow! No, no, tu vas m'exciser là, t'es ouf! T'as pas le choix. Et tu trembles. Oh, fuck, Growing up, I knew of Wonder Woman, but I didn't know much about her. I wasn't a big comic book fan. Not even worth state tuition, Christine. My name is Ladybird. Uh, well, actually, it's not, and it's ridiculous. Call me Ladybird, like Christine. you said you would. Et le César du meilleur scénario original est attribué à Denise Gamze, Afghuven, et Alice Vinocourt pour Mustang. I just don't know what I'm supposed to be. I tried being a writer, but I hate what I write. We burn things, because war's the only language men listen to. Because you've beaten us and betrayed us and there's nothing else left. We're in every home. We're half the human race. You can't stop us all. We will win. I'm joined by um, Amita, is it Kayani? Yeah, that's right. Uh, filmmaker. Uh, we're going to be discussing one of her films today that's part of the Fem Filmmakers Festival in our fifth year. And the film's called Welcome Home. So welcome, Amita. Yeah, thank you. And joining us is uh, Ellen Chishaya <laughs> from the jury of the Femme Film Festival this year, Femme Filmmakers Festival, uh, who's going to help us sort of talk about this film, which I think we both really, really liked. We're not just saying that. Hello, Ellen. <laughs> Hello, yes, I did really like it. <laughs> Super. So, yeah, what I will start with is say that when, we, when I choose these films, the, what I found recent recent years is the the documentaries and the animations. There seems to be a lot a lot of those now in the short category, and then a lot of kind of coming of age dramas, and not a lot of comedies. And although this does have very serious kind of underlying themes, very obvious themes, it was one of the funniest, um, one of the funniest films of the festival so yeah you know congratulations on that genuinely funny good writing two really good performances and the, the two supporting players were great as well so yeah, plenty to go at here it's, fun. it's funny you should say uh, comedy because although it is funny i kept writing suspense suspense this is so <laughs> suspenseful but it's not a thriller so that was uh, you know just such clever writing yes <laughs> yeah i suppose i mean you touch on in your, on your bio, you touched on human behaviour. I suppose that's a big part of of the films you've made. That that's interesting. You say suspense, Ellen, because it is kind of like that. It, 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 you're kind of thinking, that's would I behave that like that? Or could I pull that off? You know, <laughs> the couple. Could I get away with that? We've all, I think we've all had that thought when we're in that kind of situation. So I mean, mm. is human behaviour something that's kind of focal to your stories, your storytelling? Yeah, I would say so for sure. Um, 
in different ways, uh, I guess, for different films. But uh, I kind of like those situations that are absurd and kind of really bring out people's personalities, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Hi, hi. So fint to see that there was no one Vi går runt i English, please. Oh, oh yes, of course. Um, we were just walking in this uh, sunny day, and Nemizuna. Oh, there's another one. Yes, yes. Are you many in this house? No, not many. Oh. <laughs> hello, 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 hello. hello. So uh, we came around and see there was a new name of the door. So, uh, are you new here? Yeah, yeah, uh, we just came from Iran. Oh, so you are refugees. I was gonna say, I don't know how much of the uh, the plot we could talk, talking, can we talk about before or after, um, but it was, uh, you know, such a, a clever use of uh, language um, and the dynamics between the two couples. Uh, the Iranian couple and then the Norwegian couple, um, and then how they how you use both Norwegian, Iranian is that the language mm-hmm. and English, uh, just weaving that together. I think was so clever um, yeah. to build that up. So for you, <laughs> uh, so what's a bit about your background? You know, are you from Norway? Um, I noticed there was something about Wales in your bio. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so where are you from and where did the sort of culture from this film fit in with you? Um, so uh, I'm born and raised in Norway, but like my parents uh, came from Iran uh, to Norway in like at the end of the 80s. Um, and uh, I studied in Wales at Aberystwyth University. Uh, like I studied film there and that's why it's a Wales kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually the story is kind of inspired uh, like my parents inspired the story because that actually sort of happened to them in real life. Uh, but yeah, that's my. my <laughs> yeah, we're sort of, we're talking around the, the plot, but um, yes, yeah. it's such an interesting uh, couple that have arrived and are adrift and lonely, and they're trying to make friends, and they're being, you know, neighbors are assuming them to be mm-hmm. one thing, which they're not necessarily. Um, and they sort of welcome in this couple uh, who for, uh, you know, us over here, instantly you see that and you go, I don't think I'm going to invite them into my home. You know, so for your parents and for other Iranians, is that th- 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 those people that arrive on the door like that uh, with a strain, you know, with a, different understandings and different beliefs? Was that unusual? I mean, is it common in Iran? I don't think it is or was I they didn't know who they were when they knocked it was like they didn't know what Joe's witness was at all um uh, so it was it was more like hey let's invite these people in it'll be nice to talk to someone and practice Norwegian and getting to know the culture and just talking to some new people yeah that was kind of or like yeah the Norwegian, Norwegian was the main kind of goal yeah, it's just, yeah I think it's quite sensitive I suppose because it, with it's it's religion and also it's kind of way of life and what you didn't do which was great was you didn't ridicule either one mm. you, and you didn't tell us you didn't exactly say to us this is who they are this is who these are it just came across in the introduction of the characters that, you know when 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 the first queen is the girl sits down she says oh so you're from iraq mm. you know that that kind of i don't think it's terrible ignorance but i think it's quite human nature to to do that, and then he talks about rugs and 
it's it's almost um, it's all very passive. And maybe you could I don't know if you could say it's racist in a way, but there's a little bit of a lot of ignorance there, and I think that's quite universal. Yeah. If you're not from a certain religion and you cross paths, I know. I, I could relate to it as an English person when, like, and then said when people like knock on your door and you, no, I don't really understand. And Jehovah's Witnesses, I suppose, do get kind of mocked, I would say, but they, they do have their own way, and, and you do kind of demonstrate that, you know. And I really like that. And it was interesting learning that as you watch the film. Um, did I, you do? Yeah, go on. Ellen. Also, did you do much research in the sort of Jehovah's Witness side? Did you go and sort of? Uh, find some, some Jehovah's Witness and talk to them. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, I went to the Kingdom Hall because there was a small one, like close to where I was going to the film school. And I went to some some of the meetings, and then I asked um, the actors that were playing Jehovah's Witness to go to the meetings as well. And I uh, just like went on their website a lot, watched a lot of the little films, um, and then I also like stopped someone in the street, you know, the ones that are like handing out the pamphlets, and talked to one of them and kind of like. Um, like transcribe some of the conversation I had and use that sort of and I, I asked questions that I thought the characters could ask them in the film and I'm going to use that I suppose word. yes yeah if they were coming from a place of ignorance as a you know the Iranian couple uh, so they'd have that sort of naivete about sort of you know asking more not really understanding uh, the, the sort of languages I thought yeah that that was um a very clever piece of uh, your screenwriting and um, directing when they're trying so hard to understand in them and talking in Norwegian and just obviously clearly just clutching on words like uh, cake and then just going for <laughs> a different direction. Uh, so <laughs> how was it writing in three different languages? Oh, it was, it was really fun. Um, it also kind of, I don't know, I feel like it added this other, like, life into writing I don't know if that makes any sense or like different energy into writing when you're doing that but it was also fun because like the way I was writing it I knew that I could keep certain secrets from some of the actors like um I could tell the Iranians like this is this is what you're going to say but then the actors that were playing the Jehovah's Witness wouldn't be able to know what those words actually were so I could play a lot with like yeah. like hiding facts from the actors unless I wanted them to know if that makes sense well, that's, that's. <laughs> like screaming about ice cream. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they didn't know that on set until after all those takes. <laughs> oh, right, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, that's quite clever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, what I was going to say was the the cut the main couple. I focus on them. The, the the chemistry was so good. I believe there was a couple absolutely, and you, the way they read each other as well because she was a little bit more forthcoming a bit more aggressive and perhaps and he was kind of oh, let's just go along with this and see what we can without actually saying that to each other um and eventually you know when he starts dancing and etc then she goes along with it so i mean how, how, what are these characters based on and how did you def define them so clearly as they were so compatible yet they were so very different in this situation did you do like biographies yeah. and what, how does it go I think it was a little bit both based on like the kind of the energy the actors had as people, but also a little bit like how my parents told the story of what happened. Like my dad was a lot more like interested in hearing more about, he was just very interested in 
like religion but not becoming religious in a way or like discussing religion in a way uh and then um my mom wasn't like that i don't know it was just yeah mostly based a little bit about the dynamic my parents said they had but the characters are actually nothing like my parents at all so right <laughs> yeah i think what was interesting is that you kept that ambiguity um with the 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 husband character um going because um uh, through the use of costuming as well? Was that a deliberate choice to have him uh, go from a sort of open neck V t-shirt into a very buttoned up shirt, sort of mirroring um, the more formal wear of the Jehovah's Witness couple? Oh, wow. Um, no, I'm reading too much into it. <laughs> like the costume part was just like, we discussed, like I thought about it for a day and then. I think she meant, I think the lady seemed to make more effort. He put makeup on her. Yeah, no, she yeah, was really was... getting into character. He was like, well, you know, he was casual. He still looked good. Um, yeah, yeah. It was funny. And I think because she was more reluctant than he was, um, yeah. which was good to see. It, he, he was very, he's kind of very cheeky looking. He was kind of like, like you say, go along with it. She, oh, I want to hear what they have to say. This is interesting. Play a game yeah. or whatever, see how it goes. And she was like, very frowny and very like, hang on. But you can see there's a rapport between them. Uh, yeah. I really like that. Really like that, yeah. How, how did you cast them then? Where were these actors from? Did you know them? It was um, it was really hard finding uh, two people with some acting experience who are Persian background and young and like would be willing to fly to the north of Norway for like an act for free but have their plane tickets cover. it was like very specific things that i needed yeah. obviously um and we're only like five million people in norway so it wasn't that easy like the whole population is that um so the the woman that played um the, like the persian woman she was uh i had cast with someone uh that i knew was an actress with persian background and then she couldn't do it so she recommended someone else and that was her but i asked around a lot like different people and then the guy was, like, the friend of some person I had met at a workshop a few years before. And he actually, he's actually Swedish, so he's not Norwegian, so he flew from Sweden uh, to Norway. So that was that. And the girl that played the Jehovah's Witness was actually just a student at the school, like a friend of mine. And the guy was uh, the Jehovah's Witness man. He was, like, this really nice local uh, guy who just wanted to be in a student film. Yeah. <laughs> It was very well cast, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just keeping with the Persian couple for a minute, El- Elnas and Ashkan, I think. Um, what was great, and I'd love to know how you uh, direct this, was their reaction shots where they're not actually saying anything, um, uh, but they have this kind of, you know, the, the whole lot of emotions co- co- you know, go across their faces. They understand, trying to understand the conversations earlier on and then maybe at the end of the film when they're alone again uh how do you direct reaction shots in i think if i'm not uh if i'm like oh i want something different now then i'll try to use the actors that aren't in front of the camera to elicit that reaction uh by maybe like saying something very unexpected or really like one thing i also did like during rehearsals when they when i hadn't cast them yet uh was that i would ask them to read from like the pamphlet uh like the jehovah's witness ones uh and just like to not stop reading, no matter how much they were insisting them to stop reading. Um, and, like, yeah, just trying to make the, the other actors um, make them uncomfortable or... Yeah, no, and also that, that to um, 
ask the the Hope Jehovah's Witness couple just to keep uh, talking is is kind of what happens if you do get caught up in a conversation with a Jehovah's yes. Witness. Um, you know, they have their you know clearly a, a script that they're working to, um, and uh, you know that that did come across that they were not you no know, not able to deviate, <laughs> um, and then suddenly when cake appears, it's you know throws them. <laughs> Yeah, or just saying also like things that the other actors don't expect to move yeah. to like directions in the conversation they don't expect to go. I think that kind of creates an even more natural reaction. Yeah, yeah I remember William Friedkin fired a gun near Ellen Bastin's head for The Exorcist to make her scream. It sounds like something that you would do. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's, it's a good, it's a good time because you watch it and you, you say, how did they get those reactions? How did they... You, uh, now, now, now we know, but it's it's fascinating how different f- filmmakers work in that way, and sometimes by not telling or not revealing, yeah. it, it gets that really authentic, organic response. You know, because this film was certainly that it didn't come across as a parody, it didn't come across as as silly. It it got into your head. Like we've had those. It's not just Jehovah's Witnesses people trying to sell you things or you know, knocking on your door when you don't really want a new windows it's it's the same sort of thing and and you put us straight into that so the human nature uh it was funny watching that kind of it was almost like a fantasy like oh i'd love to pull that off my wife is is greek so you know we could she could turn to to greek if she wanted to you know there's things like that you could do you know we all think about stuff like that and this was like a fantasy played out that's what i found really funny Did you say that you were from Iraq? No, Iran. Iran. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yes, I like your country. Yes, especially I like your rugs. <laughs> May I ask, uh, are you too religious or Muslim? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. No, no. not at all. No. Where do you find comfort? We'll find comfort in each other. In each other? Yes, and I'm a writer, so... Haven't you ever felt the comfort in God? Do you believe in God? No, not really. (laughs) So in writing, what's your writing process? I always ask this, I'm always fascinated. Do you you sit in a room by yourself? Do you play music? Do you hear interruptions? Like, What is your writing process? It kind of varies from project to project, but for the most part, I kind of... A lot of time, I just like like just writing without thinking, just writing, writing, and then I work with what I've written, and then I work with what I've written, and then I work with what I've written, sort of uh, continuously. And then uh, also, like I also, like I said, I kind of sometimes like transcribing things that I've heard, uh, or taking notes when I hear conversations. But yeah, I don't. I think I just just sit in front of my laptop and just write, really, like not really. Um, any music or any interruptions, sort of. Yeah. But sometimes I'll reading it out loud as well. I think that helps. Just kind of. Fun. Yeah, you don't like, you don't have a log cabin anywhere, and you just go there and escape. <laughs> oh, that would be nice, but no. <laughs> no, I'm not a lot of ways, yeah. Um. <laughs> the um, welcome home is being screened as part of um, the Femme Filmmakers Festival uh, this year. Um, and I noticed it has appeared at some other films. How important is this kind of forum for film festivals um, as part of your 
promotion of yourself and your film journey? Um, I feel like it's very important because it's where you kind of, especially as short films, it's kind of your audience as well. Um, and that's, you know, kind of why you want to make your films to have people in the room to watch your film. Uh, but also, I just, I really like, one of the things I love the most about film festivals is also like all the people you meet, all the other creative people and how it sort of just makes you want to create more and makes you more excited about filmmaking and and, make, and maybe you find people that you think you want to work with in the future. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess there's other platforms as well to screen films, but I feel like festivals are the main one. So that's why I feel like, yeah, it's pretty important. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I have a short film I'm working on now and I'm not sure like what kind of festival life that's going to have it's going to be able to be shown physically or just online I'm not sure yeah short films are tricky because I know a lot of a lot of filmmakers will use a short film to platform to a feature film but I think sometimes the short films are kind of the, like the bread and butter and you get filmmakers that go back and make shorts again you know mm-hmm. um, and I think the online thing is good for, for the thing I like about the, doing this festival it keeps me passionate about it is that the online platform is really good for short films because you don't like you don't go to a film theater to see a short film. Yeah, it's just not this kind of thing. So it's, you do have to kind of say, well, it's, here, here it is, here it is. You know, um, how do you promote the film then? How, what do you have to do? You have like publicists, and is it you know available to the public now? This film. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, the short of the week, the, the website. That's where I usually. And Vimeo as well, but the short of the week the, is a really good place to find a, find all of this. It's like a gold mine of of um, yeah. of films. I can just I can just go th- follow it. It's month, really good. Month by month, and uh, well, I, I enjoy the that process. Where I have to watch hundred films and <laughs> pick twenty. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I mean, just uh, just a quick question about sort of inspirations. I suppose is a question. Do you have? Um, Filmmakers that you've followed either growing up or that made you think, you know, I want to do this, or even actors, writing, what sort of inspired you to get into this, and who do you look look at now to emulate? Oh, um, well, I kind of started with, um, which is weird because he's nothing, like, the films he makes is nothing like what I want to make, but uh, David Fincher... With, uh, when I was young, I saw Zodiac, and that's when I thought, like, wow, this is so atmospheric, and what is a director? What does a director do? And it sort of triggered all those ideas. But then now, like, um, in the last couple of years, I've been really inspired by Todd Salant. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, he's the guy that made Happiness and um, Welcome to the Dollhouse and just really, these really uncomfortable but funny films. Yeah, um, yeah he's great. You mentioned you were making a short film. Um, do you have ambitions for fe- moving into feature films at some point? Yeah, yeah. I guess that's like sort of the dream for a lot of filmmakers, but also me. It has sort of like an idea that's in the back of my head, but I feel like I have to like give some years for it to yeah. grow. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, you have to, yeah, so I suppose, develop um, both, as you say, your networking and relations in the business, as well as uh, feeling comfortable to launch from the short film uh, to the the main film platforms. I mean, Jane Campion first wrote The Piano when she was making short films, but waited I know, 12, 14 years um, till she actually made it. Um, so, <laughs> uh, 
she had made some other longer films before that but uh so uh yeah there was a time to to make that move i suppose yeah you probably, you probably just made a film worse now Mark, even <laughs> that example um but you do read that a lot yeah and you do get the it takes a long time for i suppose it's a female filmmaker thing happening now it's been happening for a long time but that they have struggled to make films I've just heard olivia wilder's it's going to do a Marvel film now, so it's kind of. Mm, I made a really, yeah, I made a real funny tweet that said like she makes one film and then gets a Marvel film. It's like she's a man, you know. <laughs> I found that very funny. Um, the female filmmakers they are getting these big films. Do you look forward to a day when we don't have to talk about this anymore, or do you oh, like yeah. being part of a the esteemed group as well? Though that we can say, well, no, hang on, we're on catch up here with the female filmmakers need to be pushed to the forefront. So then what's your kind of spin on that? Uh, well, I think right now I'm really glad that fest- like fe- festivals that are like very aware of uh, how many films are by uh, women and yeah. just in general, also like places that give like, like grants and stuff, that they're aware of how many women are getting in, how many men. And I think it's, you know, some people say that, oh, it, why do you think about that? It doesn't, like gender doesn't matter, but that's the whole point because right now, the way the film industry is, it feels like those people that do choose who gets grants um, and get into festivals. I was going to say there's a lot of people that, I would say internet trolls perhaps, but people that say, you know, don't put them into a category. If they're, if they're talented, they'll shine through. And that those people are usually men, you know. Uh, and it's that kind of attitude that doesn't really help. So it's, it's tricky to what to talk about, how to say, like, like this festival... I don't get a bit much stick for it. I know there's people that think, well, why should they get their own festival, you know, if things will even out? And I find that actually a bit weird because the film's been around for 100 years now and so we've got 100 years to catch up on. So why not have your own festival? But at the same time, do you want to be pigeonholed all the time? I feel like if talent was all that mattered, then there wouldn't be such a small amount of women being represented in film. That's kind of the whole point. But one day I hope it's completely equal and then we don't have to have these discussions like all the time. You don't have to say, I'm a female filmmaker. You can just say, I'm a filmmaker. But right now it feels like we're not quite there. I mean, we're we're not there at all yet. Yeah, yeah. I said getting there, but it's improving. And I don't think we'll ever really know, but mm. it's good. This I like that it's being recognised. And there's this, you know, there are a lot of talented filmmakers and... There's also a lot of rubbish films out there, you know. And yeah. <laughs> a lot of, especially now with, <clears throat> with the situation we're in where we we have to stream, so we have to go on the streaming services and there's the films being sort of turned out that, irregardless of the, the gender, you're kind of thinking, well, why can't I do this? Or this is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but is a big, like, Marvel film or blockbuster, is that the type of film you would want to make anyway one day? Is there a different direction you want to go in? Um, no, I don't... Right now, I would say no. I don't really see myself being, like, wanting to... That's not, like, a dream I have mm. at all. It's more, like, to make films that are more... Not necessarily just personal, but kind of tell more stories that... More, it doesn't have to be a drama because I like comedies a lot, but because yeah. yeah, more human stories, more genuine. Yeah, well, I, behind it, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think your short film 
uh, Welcome Home certainly demonstrated that sort of, you know, you had a you know, small unit of characters, you just had four characters and one setting. And yet in the 15, 16 minutes, you built up uh, such strong characters um, that were um, just sort of says so much about society and sort of other people's reflections of them. Um, but as, you know, Robin said comedy, I said suspense. So that kind of genreless um, was really interesting. So yeah, the sort of human dynamics can be funny and can be tragic and be suspenseful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it felt like it did feel like we we were invited into the into the home. It did feel like these the, these this was an actors playing a part. This was like these were real these were a real couple. Especially that that first scene you did, which. Mm. kind of said so much about them as a couple of just sort of in bed playing that if you take that out how different would the film be you know mm. just it's just scenes like that that set up everything and it's a scene you don't even think about by the time you get to the end because that's not what the film's about but yeah it's stuff like that that i really like i mean and we are not we're not just praising it because <laughs> you're here you know it was a real refreshing as i said you thrust with, with this kind of a lot of the films you watch are quite dark um, this, I mean the animations not just the ones we watched but just animations, short films are they're such heavy subjects they're not like Disney films you know. and the documentaries are heavy as well But the, and this one was, although very 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 important subjects mm. the way it was tackled you know, that kind of chemistry between the, the, the yeah. very good. Uh, Ella do you have any other, anything else you want to add? No, I'm just you know looking forward to seeing what Amita does next because I I really did enjoy that short. <laughs> yeah, and see if you do anything like David Fincher. You know, he's one of my <laughs> favourite directors. It'd be interesting to see if you can go down that because he's not he's not very funny, is he? But no. but I'm, you know, not in a, not in a really bad way. So. so just to let us know, Amita, where we can find the film, the audience listening, and where we can follow you. You know, like social media. You know, where, where do you want us to find you in this movie? I have um, a Facebook page for the film. If you go on my Vimeo uh, channel, you can find the link to the, um, to the Facebook page as well. And yeah. But yeah, I mean, please, people listening, do watch this film. It's very refreshing. It's very um, sort of timely as well. Um, and it's something we can all relate to, I think. Uh, so thank you very much, Amita, for joining us today. Really, really great to meet you and... and you know, have this film thrust upon us. Thank you so, so much for yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. And, uh, congratulations on it so far, and uh, let's hope it uh, leads to something fantastic in the future. Great. Thank you thank so you much. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ellen, for joining me. Bye. Thank you. Bye. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Vi har suttit för länge. <laughs>